Good morning and welcome back again to Ruston, Louisiana. I'm Taylor Michael. Today I'm going to teach you the secrets to experiencing uncommon financial increase in your life. Many people don't know this, but God has intended for your financial life to go in this trajectory. Not like this. And definitely not like this. God does not want you to increase some days, decrease other days, take two steps forward and one step back. God has a very specific plan for you to always be the head and never the tail. To always be on top and never beneath. To always be like a tree planted by rivers of living water that bears fruit in every season, whose leaf does not wither, and in everything that you do, you prosper. I want someone to type in the chat with me today. I prosper in all that I do. God is intending for you to prosper in all that you do. When Moses was getting ready to pass on his mantle to Joshua, he laid hands on him and blessed him. And then in Joshua chapter 1, you see God tell Joshua, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. And he said, if you will follow this book of instruction, talking about the Bible, talking about the word of God, talking about the Holy Scriptures that are breathed out and inspired by the Holy Ghost. He said, if you will follow this book of instruction, I want you to write that in the notes. The Bible is a book of instruction. He said, if you'll follow this book of instruction and do according to all that is written in it, you will have good success in all that you do. God is planning for you to be successful. God has a perfect will for your life, and his will is for you to succeed, not to go backwards, not to be devoured. I want you to understand that financial increase and abundance is a mindset. You must have an abundant mindset. I choose every day to wake up and think abundance, speak abundance. Live abundance, receive abundance, give abundantly. Everything about my life is abundance. The kingdom of God is built on increase. The kingdom of God, I want you to type that in the chat. The kingdom of God is built on increase. Let me read you this scripture. Mark 4.28. Let's go there. Mark chapter 4, verse 28. The parable of the seed growing. The earth produces by itself. First, the I want you to write this in your notes. In this life, in the natural realm. Everything God created is intended to produce in the natural and in the spirit. That's why the Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever a person sows is what they reap. So there is the spiritual law of production or the law of increase. There is a supernatural law called the law of increase. You can ride this law by sowing and reaping. By being in the will of God. 
The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. Talking about a corn stalk. This is how seed grows. The earth will always produce. God's laws will always produce. God will not be mocked. Any seed you sow will produce a harvest. But it depends, according to 2 Corinthians 9, how you sow that seed. It depends on the soil you sow into, and it depends on how you sow the seed. You can sow strategically. You can sow randomly. You can sow stingily. You can sow gracefully or cheerfully, the Bible says. You can sow in good soil that produces 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. You can produce in rocky soil, or you can sow in rocky soil that does not produce 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. So there are strategies and supernatural keys to uncommon financial increase. I want you to stick around to the very end of this because I'm going to reveal them to you today. So I want you to get this. This is how the law of supernatural increase works. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain on the ear. Now go back up. To verse 13 and 14. Verse 14. The sower sows the word. These are the ones. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. This is talking about the word of God, which produces in your life. And these are the ones. There's one type of person that when they hear the word, it doesn't produce anything because Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. Don't be that person. I believe if you're watching today, you are not that person. Verse 16. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. So there's some ground that you'll sow seed on that Satan will immediately come and take it. So you have to understand what that seed is or what that soil is. And don't put your seed there. A good farmer always inspects the soil. I want you to write that in your notes. A good farmer always inspects the soil. Pastor Mark Hankin says, you don't get what you expect when it comes to people. You get what you inspect. Now, you'll always get what you expect from God, but people are different. People are not God. So with people and ministries and soil, you don't always get what you expect with soil, but you'll get what you inspect. Now with faith, you'll get what you expect. But I want you to get this. A good farmer always inspects the soil. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. So there is such a thing as a rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And when they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while, then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. So this is a different type of person. This is rocky ground, rocky soil, where they'll receive the word joyfully. Maybe you've seen these people in church before. I've seen them on, even on my live stream with our online church. 
People come in, they get awesome revelation, they sow seed into the ministry, they get supernatural breakthrough, and then they disappear. And you don't hear from them anymore. That's rocky ground. Verse 18, others are sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But then there are those who are sown on good soil. Somebody type in the chat, there is good soil. This is what I want to focus on primarily today. Those that were sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. When you've got good soil, seed produces 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. This is a spiritual law that you can expect when you sow into good soil, you can believe God for a 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold return. Now, specifically in that chapter, it's talking about people that receive the word. But we know that the law of sowing and reaping does not only pertain to the word of God, but it pertains to anything that you sow and anything that you reap. It is the law of sowing and reaping. I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 51. Let's see if I can wrap this all up in 30 minutes. Hey, AJ, Tanya, Rosie, Amber. It's good to see everybody. James and Heather, God bless you. I love our crowd. There is good soil. So Genesis 51. According to Galatians 3, Oh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 51, not Genesis 51. According to Galatians 3, we have received the blessing of Abraham. The Bible calls Abraham the father of our faith. Isaiah 51, not Genesis 51. Sorry about the, uh, the mix-up. I need prayer. Pray for me. According to Galatians 3, we've received the blessing of Abraham. I got home late last night, so I'm a bit sleep deprived, but I'm all right. That blessing that's come upon us gives us the capacity to produce in the natural even greater than what Abraham produced. And Abraham produced the greatest nation the planet's ever seen. With the covenant of God, the nation of Israel, God's people. But through the lineage of Abraham came Solomon, the richest king that's ever walked the planet, even to date. So I want you to understand that this capacity is in you if you are in Christ and Abraham is your father of faith. Isaiah 51 Starting in verse 1. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. You who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. And to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. 
for he was but one man when I called him. And I blessed him and multiplied him. And another translation says, and made him a mighty nation. Somebody type in the chat, there is a nation living inside of me. The capacity to produce what an entire nation produces with millions of people actually abides in you. It's in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Word. It's in the covenant that you have with God. You have such tremendous power at work in you. The Bible says God does exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine according to the power at work in us. Ephesians 3.20 There is such a capacity in you that you can produce more than the nations of the earth. Did you know that on the, the GOP or GDP, gross domestic product list, the lowest being the most uh, financially poor nation in the planet would be Burundi. Burundi has a net worth a gross domestic product net worth of $3.4 billion approximately. I'm sorry, now according to 2021, $2.78 billion. $2.78 billion is their gross domestic product, meaning that the net worth of that nation is roughly $2.78 billion. Did you know that you have the capacity in you, according to the word of God, by faith in his word, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, to produce over $2.78 billion worth of production in your life? You have a nation living on the inside of you. Your capacity is great. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. There is the capacity inside of every believer to birth such expansion, such growth, such increase, such wealth. That the Bible says, the nations of the world will look at you and say, you are blessed by God. Glory. If that doesn't stir you up, Someone once said, if that doesn't light your wood on fire, you've got wet wood. Good morning, Afton. But you have to think like a nation to produce like a nation. You can't have a poverty mindset and produce like a nation. And this is what I really want to get into today. Otherwise, I'll get off track and we'll be here till 4 p.m. To produce like a nation, you must have the mindset of a nation in a man. You must have revelation that there's a nation living on the inside of you. And that you are capable of producing it by the blessing of God. I remember even two or three years ago, I think even two years ago, a little over two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, about two years and one month ago, 
I had negative $233 in my bank account. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like not, not to know when the when you're going to be able to pay your rent. If you're going to be able to get it in on the first, or maybe you'll have to tell your landlord, hey, I'm sorry, I can get it to you on the third. I never missed a payment because my God supplies all of my needs. But I know what it feels like to be there. I mean, I've, I didn't register my car the entire time I was in college because I couldn't afford to. And probably because I didn't care enough to. But I, I remember in like the six years I was there, I never got pulled over. And then the one time I got pulled over for it, the cop looked at me like I was an idiot. And he just said, this is, and it's funny because it was like right before I left and I gave that car away. It's like registered and everything now. <laughs> and uh, the cop looked at me and he said, uh, do, do you realize, he's like, are, are you missing something? Like, did you give me the right paperwork? I said, yes, sir. This is the right paperwork. He said, you realize you've been here for six years and you've never registered your vehicle. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. I realize that. Never gave me a ticket, just gave me a warning. He just said, look, dude, I'm going to give you a week to get this taken care of. And um, I got it all taken care of. But it, it was, what I'm saying is I realize what it feels like to be in that position. Because it started as I can't afford it. So I'm not even going to try $300 to register my car. Not a chance. I don't have $300. I think at the time, even I was working at college making $300 a month cleaning up a weight room part-time. I know what it feels like to be afraid to check the mail because you're worried that you're going to get some bill in the mail that you can't pay. It's going to be some late notice on a credit card bill, some student loan that you missed or something, some interest rate. It, it, I know what it feels like to not want to receive that. Or to have a random number call your phone and you like quickly block it or something because you're like, oh no, is there a bill I didn't pay? I know what it feels like to be in that position. It's terrible. You shouldn't be avoiding the mailbox. You should be looking forward to the mailbox. I used to avoid opening my mail. Now I love it. Because every time I open the mailbox, I'm expecting checks, dividends, packages, blessings. Because I've realized that blessings follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy, not bills and lack and poverty. I broke the poverty mindset. I have a sermon that you can go find. Maybe we'll put the link in, in the chat called Breaking the Back of Poverty. And I tell you, what in the word changed my life and broke the back of poverty off of me forever? Yeah, that top one, you can send that one. We're going to put a link in the chat for you. I remember one time I was, I was traveling. I was visiting friends in Colorado. And uh, I, I thought I was going to be able to stay in Colorado with these friends for an extended amount of time. There you go. There, links in the chat, breaking the back of poverty. You can click that link and watch that later. I remember going and visiting friends in Colorado and I had just enough money to get there. And I was just going to basically like believe God. I don't even, my faith wasn't even in a position to believe God yet. I was just going to sit there and like hope for the best. 
that some um, some sales would come through on this side hustle that I was working on so that I could get back home or whatever. Well, it didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to work out. And I actually got like one of my friends got mad at me for staying in Colorado longer than I was welcome. And like, that's the word for me, my personality type. I hate that. That's my biggest, like I, I will refuse to ever be someone who imposes or burdens somebody. I'm anointed to bless people, not burden them. So that was one of the most shameful things ever. And they told me, they're like, look, you can't stay here another week, man. You got to get out of here. <laughs> it's a terrible thing for your friends to say. I didn't have money for it. So I had to get a loan to fly home through like some online loan service that I could make payments on a plane ticket. It was like a $200 plane ticket. Didn't have enough money to pay for a plane ticket home. So I'm telling you these things because I'm not in that position anymore. I know what it feels like to be in that position. And I'm not in that position anymore. I'm not even close to that position anymore. And there's one reason. It's the word of God. The Bible says my people destroy themselves. In the Hebrew, it means they cut themselves off. They limit their own growth due to a lack of knowledge. So what I'm going to teach you right now will increase your revelation knowledge to guarantee that you are never broke another day in your life. Somebody type in the chat from today, I will not be broke another day in my life. Make that decision. So one of the biggest things I realized was that three years ago when I, was, when I didn't have much money coming in, I had a poverty mentality. And it kept my vision small. Poverty will always keep your vision small. It'll make you focused on today. And it won't make you focused on a week from now or a month from now or a year out or a decade out or what you could do in your generation. Acts 13, it says David served his generation. Well, if you can't serve yourself lunch without having a panic attack because you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, how are you going to serve your generation? So there's a place that God wants to put you where you are the head and you are not the tail. Where you're not out there looking for blessings, but blessings are looking for you. You're a magnet for wealth. You're a magnet for finances. You're a magnet for supernatural relationships. You become a magnet for success. God is not looking to take you down. God is looking to take you up. God is looking to increase you and multiply you and break you out on the right and on the left. To guarantee that you are always on top in life and never on the bottom. I believe today is your day for a breakthrough. In Jesus name. Poverty mentality will keep your vision small. A prosperity and abundant mentality will increase your vision. I want you to write this in your notes. Poverty is a stronghold. Poverty is a stronghold. It gets a stronghold on your mind and makes you think small. But you've got to break that stronghold. The Bible says we pull down every stronghold and we make it obedient to the word of God. We make it obedient to Christ, the word that became flesh. So you pull down strongholds, anything that would limit your thinking. And you make it obedient to Christ. 
any time that that little voice tries to come around and make me think you're going to lack, you know, all this blessing you've been going through, it's, it's not going to last forever. Anytime the devil tries to whisper those things to me, I sow big seed. Anytime, and I, because the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Anytime the devil tries to come and make you think that you're going to go backwards, do everything in your power to go forward. If the devil says, ah, you're not going to have enough next month. All right, every time you whisper that to me, devil, I'm going to sow a sacrificial seed. Watch how fast he'll stop talking to you because he knows the power of a seed. That's what I do. Anytime the devil tries to make me think lack, I sow big. I sow big. Write this in your notes. Grace is accessed by faith. Ephesians 2 says you've been saved by grace through faith. So anything that comes by the grace of God, which is all of the blessing of God, is accessed by faith. The grace of abundance is accessed by faith. Andrea said, I love this message. It's really hitting home. Good, I'm glad. Make sure if you're getting something from this, you give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. Share it on your Facebook page. Share it on your Instagram story. Tag me in it. I believe this message is going to change people's lives today. So grace is accessed by faith. The grace of abundance is accessed by your faith for abundance. Romans 10.17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as you begin to hear the word of God like this, your faith is increased for abundance, and you can access the abundance of God by doing what the word says. The doer of the word is blessed, not the hearer only. James said, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. So as you hear the word, you must act on the word. And as you act on the word, the grace of abundance will come into your life like a tsunami. Like I've seen in my own life. Financial increase and abundant mindsets gives you the ability to dream and cast vision to fulfill the plan of God for your life. Without vision, the people perish. So if your vision is only, how am I going to survive today? How am I going to pay my rent this month? It, your vision is need-focused. We've got to get your vision on the plan of God. And understand he supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. All right, now I'm going to give you the keys to accessing the grace of abundance. Now that your faith is stirred, this is what you must do to access the grace of abundance. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Isaiah chapter 54, I'm going to read two more things to you. And then I'm going to pray for you that the grace of abundance comes into your life from this day forward. Isaiah 54, verse 2. Listen to this. Enlarge, let's go NKJV. I like this. Enlarge the place of your tent. Another translation says your territory. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. 
and strengthen your stakes. Let's read ESV. Let's try NLT. Let's see what this says. <laughs> I like the NLT. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. Somebody type in the chat, I'm sparing no expense. During times of enlargement, you are the only one that limits God. When God is enlarging you and increasing you, did you know that we are the only ones that limit God? We spare expense. When you are enlarging your territory, when God is increasing your capacity, spare no expense. Go all in. Burn the bridges. Burn the boats. Not bridges between people, but burn the boats. The spirit of faith has no plan B. For me, I'll tell you a testimony. Originally, we're building a, a church here. Pastor Stan and Mary Pody at Faith Church in Ruston, Louisiana. It's almost finished up, and it's a beauty of a building. It's a beautiful building. I told the Lord, I said, Father, on top of my tithe and my offering, in over and above giving, I want to give $10,000 toward this building fund. You provide seed to the sower, so if you will put the seed in my hand, I will sow it. Well, he did it, and he did it much faster than I thought. And I did it. He did it, and I did it, and we're doing it, and it's great. Well, now, that has doubled by the blessing of God. And it's getting ready to double again by the blessing of God. I limited how much I could give when God was increasing my capacity. I thought, you know what, Lord? I think 10000 is a good amount. We'll start there, which is awesome. It's great to start somewhere. But I realized I set a cap on God. And I've already doubled what I originally was going to give. And I'm getting ready to double it again. And heck, I might even double it again. Because I don't want to set limits on God. No limits. Spare no expense. When God is increasing your capacity, go all in. Especially financially. If you want to see financial increase, go all in. Be led of the Lord, but spare no expense. For you will soon, verse 3, for you will soon, oh, this will make you want to do a lap. For you will soon be bursting at the seams, and your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Somebody type in the chat, I'm bursting at the seams. I'm bursting at the seams. I prophesy that 2023 will be a year that you are constantly bursting at the seams. In Jesus' name. <laughs> I receive it for myself. I'm bursting at the seams. Thank you, Lord. I'm bursting at the seams. Glory to God. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. I choose to make this a year that I'm bursting at the seams. Glory to God. All right, let me read this last thing to you, and then I'm going to pray for you. How do you burst at the seams? I'm about to show you. This is the supernatural key 
to bursting at the seams. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You already know I teach on this regularly. You must be a tither. You must be a giver. Being a tither and a giver rebukes the devourer for your sake. And it opens the windows of heaven so that God can pour out a blessing on you. But this is how you go from increase to supernaturally bursting at the seams. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give. And he's talking about finances. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So when somebody comes and says, hey, look, um, we've got a building project. We need another $800 million. And we're leaning on you to give it to us. And uh, Brother Jonathan Shuttlesworth always says he grew up in a church where they would put this big thermometer on the wall and they'd cover in or co color in the thermometer as people would give, basically pressuring the congregation to be the source. The source is the Lord. People are not your source. God will use people to get the blessing to you. But God is your source. Your prosperity is dependent on your generosity. So you will burst at the seams when you're a generous giver. I've witnessed it in my own life because I've decided in my heart to be a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in my giving. Look at this. People are already sowing. Thank you, Tanya, for your... I haven't even taken an offering yet. <laughs> this is what happens when faith gets working. When faith is working, it just the Holy Ghost will start to speak to you, to sow big seed and to act big. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Because I've purposed in my heart to be a joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in my giving, I've connected my finances to God's kingdom. And he's connected his finances to me. And I've seen it. I went from having negative $200 in my bank account to giving over $20,000 in just the first two months of this year. And over and above giving. Personally. As a 26-year-old, not that age is a, a determining factor, but it's <laughs> I don't know, by the grace of God, I don't know too many other 26-year-olds that are in that position. And it's simply by doing, being a doer of the word. The doer of the word is blessed. I thank God. Now let's, let's finish reading this, and I'm going to pray for financial increase to smack your life like you've never seen before. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So you got to be happy when you give. Happy, happy, happy. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. Somebody type in the chat, I always have plenty left over. You'll always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others, the scripture says. They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce such a great harvest of generosity in you 
You will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Ha. I always have seed to sow and bread to eat. I'm bursting at the seams and I'm enlarging my territory. God is increasing my capacity and I give generously. Therefore, I put a demand on a 30-fold, a 60-fold, a 100-fold harvest coming into my hands in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm going to pray for this to be your reality this year in the name of Jesus. Before I pray for you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to act on your faith. Take a moment. Ask the Lord what he would have you give. I encourage you, give big. Do what the Holy Ghost says, but you can never go wrong when you sow generous seed. The Bible says those that sow with tears reap with shouts of joy. God never speaks to you to sow a seed to decrease you. The Holy Ghost will only prompt you to give to increase you. <laughs> and I thank God for it. In Jesus' name. As you know, we're currently reaching hundreds of millions of people each and every single year with the gospel. We are currently feeding 2,000 kids every single month in third world nations that can't feed themselves through an organization called Feed the Hungry. This is a handwritten note by them saying thank you for the over 20,000 meals that you've provided in the last two years. And now we're in a position where we can provide over 24,000 meals every single year. And eventually I want to give, I want to be able to feed 2,000 kids a day. We started at 30 two years ago. So it shows you the increase that we've seen by the grace of God. I'm very thankful. God is not mocked. So if you have a heart to reach this generation, if you have a heart to feed the hungry, and if you have a heart to increase and expand your capacity today, do whatever the Lord's telling you. And as you give, I'm going to join my faith with you and believe God for supernatural increase to invade your life. The different ways that you can give are on your screen. If you're listening by podcast, these are the different ways. Cash app is dollar sign Revival Way. Venmo is at Revival Way. PayPal is at Revival Way, or you can give on our website, RevivalWay.com. You can click Partner Financially Today. There's a link in the chat for you right now. You can click that link. You can also give through Super Chat. And I'm going to give people a moment to give. I'm going to honor those that are given today. Amen, Tanya. I've received your seed, and I agree with your faith. Lelaine on PayPal, thank you for your giving on PayPal. I'd like to shout out those that are giving. Sherry Palmer, thank you for your giving on PayPal. Diane Roberts, thank you for your giving on PayPal. On Cash App, let me shout some people out on Cash App. Lewis, thank you for your giving on Cash App. Alberto, thank you for your giving on Cash App. Twice, on Thursday and on Friday. 
Alberto is sowing perpetual seed. Andrea, thank you for giving on Super Chat on YouTube. Aubrey, thank you for your giving on Cash App. The same way that the Lord broke a poverty mentality out, out of me and off of me, broke the back of poverty forever. He'll do it for you in Jesus' name. And thank you to those that are giving on the website. We love you. We bless you. We're very thankful for all of our financial partners. God is our source, but we love our financial partners. We're very, very thankful for you. In fact, I've got uh, an assistant of mine who every other month, she calls all of our financial partners and she tells you, thank you for your giving. And she gets your prayer request so that we can pray for you and believe God for breakthrough in your life. So you can be expecting this month a call. If you're a financial partner with us in this ministry, Megan will be giving you a call and thanking you personally. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for every person giving under the sound of my voice. I declare supernatural increase to invade their life today. That even by the end of the year, their jaw will hit the floor when they look back and see where you've brought them out and what you've brought them to. Let abundance be their portion all the days of their life, that their cup would overflow. Angels and ministering spirits, go, cause the word to work, and cause the money to come in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. I love you. I bless you. Today was good. Man, make sure you share this with somebody. This was a great one. I felt the anointing on it. Look, if you are interested in being raised up for the ministry and you want to go to an on-fire Bible school to make sure that you receive the best teaching, the best impartation, and to make sure that you're launched out into the world to do the work of the ministry. If that's you and you want to be raised up to be a minister, I want you to check out this ad we're about to play for you from my good friend evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I highly encourage you check them out. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. sharp. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. Adios. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you feel called into the ministry, we just launched Revival Today Bible Institute. Had our first in incoming class, and we're about to do another intake. It's $2,000 for the entire year. We're going to train them up in what they need to know in the Bible, what they need to know legally, what they need to know in the realm of economics to make impact in the ministry. If that's you, the information is on the screen right now. I'd like to hear from you. Don't pull it off. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and I'm waiting for your call.